Hi, Chunen. Welcome back and welcome to our after talk. Thank you. Uh, I will I will not try to say your last name, but Norman, maybe he practices. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Um, <clears throat> embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually promised uh, Julian that I at least try to say the, the name. So I think it's something like Hongreit. Hongreit. Very close. Okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm not trying to get closer than that. Awesome. Can you say it how it is actually? Hongreit. Oh, okay. So yeah, so so that means that I guess you are you are Dutch, right? From from, and you you living in Utrecht. I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah perfect. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm happy uh, that I'm here. Yeah, we, we are we are happy too. Yeah, that's it's amazing that you you could join us like in these like times. Not only like Christmas, but also the other, not so funny times. But oh right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And yeah, uh, how is like, how is your life like in this pandemic, like utopia? <laughs> <laughs> utopia. <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess uh, many programmers can relate to this. That's. Uh, it's relatively easy to do programming work at home. Oh. Um, and I'm quite fortunate I'm a bit introvert. So uh, actually, I'm managing quite well. Yeah, same so. here. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but but I, I, uh, I do miss the, the, the live gatherings. Yeah. yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, it's 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 mm -hmm. it's weird but i mean it's almost like like almost one year when when like i i didn't met and basically anyone else and my family so yeah a funny story i was um in march i was in uh, paris and uh, i i was in a small airbnb room and then the, the lockdown came down so i was on a holiday in a strange, in a foreign city, and I was on my own in a, in an Airbnb room, and and uh, I, I knew I was would be alone, so I had actually planned to do a little bit of development work, and that's where I modularized underscore, <laughs> like during a lockdown in in Paris. Yeah, so we have to thank the lockdown. <laughs> well, probably I would have done it without a lockdown as well, but <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, like. We also, I mean, my before the mm -hmm. before the COVID, we were like in the VJS Amsterdam, so like mm. that was like our uh, last conference, at least for this year. Don't know for next year, but let's uh, hope it's only for this year. Really. Yeah, yeah, but you like those conferences. Yeah, but actually, I I guess I I saw that mm -hmm. that they they planning like big online twenty four hour conference in in February, so instead of the normal one so probably mm. there, there will be no one no life in in february so yeah where, where, uh, have you ever been at the vhs amsterdam conference or they they also have i think the front end law which is the more no no i haven't I, and to be honest i i haven't used few 
at all. So. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no you, you can you you can talk about that here. So, careful. <laughs> yeah, but but they they also I think they 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 have like one day before the Vue.js Amsterdam there is the front end log which is the, like the mm -hmm. more for React and for for uh, other like minor 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 languages or front front end frameworks. <clears throat> But, but I should say that underscore combines quite, uh, perfectly well with Vue, so. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Perfect, <laughs> so you basically, you, you've working, you, you, said, you said that you're working like half time at the university, right? And half time yes. as an open source developer. How, I do, yes. How, how is it doing, like combining this kind of two like two two kinds of work to do I, th I think it's great actually I, I would recommend it to anyone who thinks he can do with a little bit or she can do with a little bit less money uh, because it gives you so much more time to work on whatever comes to mind hmm. or whatever you like to do uh, instead of ju just the work that will get you paid which of nice. course everyone will be happy to do paid work when it is interesting, but sometimes you just want to do other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, I, I otherwise I wouldn't be able to modularize underscore or do, do anything else like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. actually yeah. something for me as well, really, um, like working less uh, on my day-to-day -day job and having more time for those projects. But uh, I'm realistic at the moment. Yes, I saw that uh, you you have also the the Patreon site, right? Is it is it like helping you like to kind of I would say get the lost of the working like working on a, in a like open source environment where I mean there might be lots of money, but not like it's not easy to get them. No, it's it's difficult. Um, it it might help. And right now, it it doesn't. It's, it's not that much, but um, uh, it it might help, and it, it might help to uh, uh, you know you can always try. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do think it's 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 like possible, but I mean, like not only for you, but for like anyone wants to do like the open source to work like full time on open source and like have a like decent life i i think it's theoretically possible but uh, right now i wouldn't know how to do it myself to be honest mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you. sorry not everyone can be even you yeah. but um okay. i mean there are some companies that open source and have some model that works right? actually my employer works open source too um so at, at uh, digital humanities lab we uh, we work uh, almost exclusively open source um but of course it's still very uh, focused on uh, on the research projects so mm -hmm. uh, Something like modularizing underscore is not really part of the job. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, 
what 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 is the what what are you doing in your normal job like normal in the quote mark so we we make uh, bespoke software for researchers so uh, it's it's very very diverse um some researchers uh, need a visualization, some need to, a database, some need both, some need to do some kind of uh, survey system, or they need to, or they already have a lot of data and they want to share it with the world in some way, or they need some kind of analysis. Mm -hmm. Not to use uh, all the data in Excel. <coughs> sometimes, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's it's very diverse. At the same time, it's also a lot of building web applications because that's that's a very convenient way to uh, make a user friendly application. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do build a lot of uh, web applications. Yeah, and you like I guess you are mostly using React, right? Or uh, no, actually, uh, it's a little bit of. Uh, it's mostly Angular and a little bit of Backbone. Angular like two, five, whatever it is at the moment, or? Yeah, the latest one, I, I lost track. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Then you should be, um, you, you might like you, you should give it a try. You might find it well, I, I, my, my job probably won't because we chose a standard, but um, I might try it uh, outside of my job sometime. But actually, uh, personally, I like Backbone very much. It's uh, it's a bit out of fashion, but I think uh, there are some really good, uh, really good ideas behind it. Mm -hmm. I would agree, actually. <clears throat> there are definitely some things that work really well with Backbone. Uh, and some types of applications you can do really quickly and easily with this model. Um, but yeah, we are going away from this way of, of doing web applications, right? Preferring components and stuff like this. Sorry? Um, you know, nowadays we are doing more the components and blah, blah stuff. Then Backbone is more the model view controller or whatever you would call it, model view view model or view controller, I don't know. Uh, I think model view, view model is the, the term that Angular mm, yeah, coined. That's the Angular thing. Yeah. But, but that's actually Angular is still quite a component-like, I think. Uh, no, like, yes. With Angular like, 2 upwards, it became component. Yeah, yeah. So Angular mm -hmm. 1 was different. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked once with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And Backbone is definitely a model view controller. Although I think in web applications, there's not really a strict separation between view and controller, but you can still separate a view from the model. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I feel like these component frameworks, they, they conflate these two more into a component. So there's component and it has both, both a view and also actually it's holding the data. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is right. So, yeah, it's a philosophy. It's a different yeah. one, and uh, it, yeah, I think it works very well uh, because you can, you know, encapsulate exactly that what you need, and you don't have like three files somewhere lying around or three pieces of code, let's say, somewhere that work on the same thing. But you have everything in one file, and 
or however you want to do it, of course, uh, in in one group. So I, I think that is, for, for me personally, it works really well. I also think that uh, these few modules where everything is in one file, it's quite elegant uh, invention mm -hmm. with the template and the script and the, even the style, I think. You can put the style yeah. in there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. yeah it, lo lots of lots of frameworks like starting to do this, like Svelte or or even uh, React. Even no, React, yeah, solving everything into JS. Yeah, <clears throat> not that I think this is a good thing, but that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last 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 couple weeks, I heard lots of lots of like positive things about Svelte, but. <laughs> yes, I, I can. I, I can tell you a lot of them as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's. I, I didn't. I didn't like have like lots of time to to explore it. But mm. I mean, yeah. I I heard like a couple podcasts about it, and it, I think it's it might be kind of really really good way if you want to get something more like performance than than Vue.js or React. If you if you and also if you have like like some specific like if you specific needs like I don't know faster updates on the, on the maps or something like that so it might be much more better than using like like uh, Vue.js or it's also much smaller you know like the bundle gets so much smaller so you have um, my dog is currently scratching the carpet in the room I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, you have a you have all the things actually like it's it's smaller code in the end because you have compile time uh, bundling and everything that is in, in the bundling itself is like really really tiny runtime framework stuff and mostly your code. Then you have a very good developer experience nowadays, at least with Svelte three and onwards. Uh, and you have super high speed because it doesn't use any virtual ROM; it has direct manipulations. I don't see why people do, do we want to recreate a new we can make a new meetup, right? Svelte <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> I was just wondering why is this the Vue.js meetup? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, of course, Vue.js is also nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, that's the one of the news what we have for Christmas that we are changing our names to Svelte. <laughs> Svelte <laughs> Meetup Berlin and <laughs> <laughs> no, pro pro I actually just heard a. Hmm? Oh, probably not. No. Okay. I actually heard a podcast um, that invited. It's actually a podcast of two React developers, and they invited both Rich Richard Harris, the inventor of Svelte, and even you, the inventor of Vue.js. And they both talked in that podcast. And while the both React users all the time said that they hate React, actually. Um, and that it's too slow, and that it does this shit, and that is blah. And mm -hmm. um, they really, really celebrated all the nice things that Svelte and Vue.js brings. That was a really, really nice podcast. I can um, share the link. Later. Yeah, that, that would be nice. I think it's undefined podcast or something like this. Do we do we have any any questions in the in the comment? No, we don't have. 
there are so many it's like not so many people today like at all it's it's weird something weird yeah. is happening are they all in christmas mode maybe <laughs> who knows do do you have any any plans for the like some next projects which are not secret of course uh yeah actually um so i i told about uh, modularizing underscore contract which is this big library with extensions for underscore. Uh, and then I want to publish this underscore fusion library. And then after that, I think I want to work on underscore 2.0, oh. which is uh, which will accommodate for these modern uh, data structures and map and sets and uh, iterables. Mm. Uh, I think that will be quite spectacular, especially with iterables because if you map and filter and reduce iterables, that will be introduce some kind of lazy evaluation. Uh, so that's something I, I quite look forward to. Yeah, sounds interesting. So we're going a bit into our extra direction then. I'm sorry for just the eating in the side. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's going a bit into our extra direction, or at least as a slight curve, like more functional, um, pure uh, functional things? Well, well, yeah, I think there is a, there is a, an overlap between the, you mean the ReactiveX uh, JavaScript library, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it has this stream, I think, is that what it's called? The observable stream? I think, yeah, I think that's what they call it, yeah. Uh, of events or well, yeah, events. It's a bit like that because you consume things that come in a series, mm -hmm. and you can adapt them, and that's that's a similarity. Uh, but the difference, I think, is that uh, RxJS is uh, asynchronous, mm -hmm. while um, iterables in JavaScript. Maybe they can be asynchronous, but generally they are synchronous, and uh, you're in full control and you start it yourself. So the evaluation is lazy, but you kick off the first event yourself, and then it goes from there. Mm -hmm. But you would basically so the idea is that you can assemble all the mutations that you want to do, and in the end just like shoot them, and it happens in one go instead yeah. of having every step after each other. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. in one thread. In their own thread, even? In, no, in one thread, in one thread oh. altogether. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's uh, if, if you, you work async with events, then each step will take place in, a, in its own, well, not, any, not a thread, but a fiber mm -hmm. uh, coroutine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. No. I really should look how you build such a thing. Like, how can you assemble such functions? Hmm. Anyways, like iterables. Yeah, I never really looked into that uh, in JavaScript. So now that you say it, it sounds like ah, there was such a thing in JavaScript as well, no? But um, yeah. So is it? So is it that feature that allows you to create these composable functions or? Well, not composable functions, but you know, like that. Yeah. So, 
in JavaScript, you have this uh, for off loop in modern JavaScript, which mm -hmm. goes through uh, an iterable. And I think an iterable is a special object with the next method. Mm -hmm. So basically, when you ask for the next thing in the iterable, you call this next method. Yeah. And um, the fun thing is if you compose an iterable by layering a map on the top of a filter and then a reduce on top of that, mm -hmm. um, and you the, the end result is new iterable. And if you uh, consume that with a for off loop mm -hmm. and somewhere in the middle you break, then all the, the mapping and the filtering and the reducing uh, in between will, or that would happen after it, will also be prevented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's so. what I mean. That, that sounds really good. Because whenever I do some, some things like map, reduce, filter, whatever, I'm always, or reduce, whatever, um, I always, feel like, okay, you now have a, an array of whatever, and then you create a new array, and then you filter over that array and create a new array, and you know, but this way you just still have this one block of data you're working with instead of, yeah. Yeah, and, and in fact, there will be no intermediate array at all. Uh, yeah, nice. Not even, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I will use underscore one day. So Unless. You revealed that you never used Vue.js, I can reveal. I never use underscore. <laughs> but maybe you use Lodash. Um, I mean, I probably also used underscore and Lodash um, because it was existing in one project also, or in, in some project that I uh, joined. But I never included it myself or, you know, never looked for functions there for myself. I'm more the, the okay, I'll just write it myself type of guy. The good and the bad sides. <laughs> Just rolling your loops. Yeah, I'm also one of those people that you know uses uh, for like classic C style for loops, if it makes sense. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm. And so many people like look at me like, why are you like this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what are we talking about? I heard of something really nice in the podcast that I linked. Uh, and it is called Plenty or Plentico. Uh, even you mentioned it. And Plentico is a website generator, a static website generator that is written in Go, but creates Svelte components. So you basically write Svelte in Svelte components, but there's a Go application that somehow interacts with some, I guess, V8 in the background to pass all everything and then just throws out a static website. I so have to try this. I really like the idea. It sounds really complicated, to be honest. So, so wh why are you? Why is it generating a Svelte website if it is meant to be a static website? No, no, no. It is generating your static website out of your Svelte components, so that you can. Oh, I see. Something interactive, you know, that is then. So it's hydrated. So it's like a server renderer for Svelte. Yeah, exactly. I see. But it's. Yeah, the cool thing is that it's written in Go and it's super fast, like no 
waiting for ages to compile everything. It's like really, really bad. At least that's what they advertise, right? I never used it. So, um, I have a nice website and uh, that's it. That's all I actually know. Can also share that link, of course. Is that your child, Yeji? Yes. <laughs> Sounds like it has a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny out there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what what are you doing in your in your free time when you are not coding and playing Go? Uh, uh, actually, some of that uh, time is um, coding, but uh, <laughs> when I'm not coding, um, but otherwise, uh, I'll keep that private. <laughs> <laughs> At least, uh, do 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 you watching some movies or like do you have like any favorite? Oh yes, yes, I watch movies. Um, did you see? Did you saw something? Uh, did you see something interesting lately? Yeah, I think so. Um, or read? Think... Also, you can. If you, if I, I saw. Uh, I saw the Oceans uh, movies: uh, Oceans Eleven, Oceans Twelve, Ocean Thirteen, and then Oceans Eight. <laughs> They're all great, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I only saw the first two. I'm not even sure. The first one definitely. The second one maybe. Yeah, quite a while ago though. Yeah, it's kind of oldies already. But the Ocean's Eight is pretty new, right? Yeah, that one is pretty new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And definitely worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. And I saw a documentary by David Attenborough, uh, Our Planet. Yeah, yeah. This the mm. depressive one. Yeah. It's it's a bit depressing. Yeah, but <laughs> also quite beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, there's something similar. Um, Alien worlds. No, uh, I don't know. The German title is also Irdische Welten, so Alien worlds. <laughs> so it's like a documentary, but of some uh, some made-up alien world. So they, you know, they have this planet that is Earth-like, but there are some things are different, and they just think about how the life could have evolved there and then just bring yeah that's really like a documentary where they say oh yeah and this is mm -hmm, and now he's going there and has this special ability to do this and that it's really nice uh, really really well made also it's like a documentary on planetology mm -hmm. it's yeah. called exobiology biology but yeah yeah it sounds like the what was what was the game from from the Sims creator or the Sims? There was a, there was a also one one game from from Will Wright, which was the game. Yeah, you can you you were on the on the like like different planet and you can create like completely the the whole species like from the beginning and evolve them and evolve. Yeah, that's the name evolve. Huh. Okay, so it's a bit like spore then, oh, or spore? Maybe it's a spore. Yeah, yeah, that's what be. One, oh, okay. one. <laughs> it's rather old, then, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like maybe ten years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's probably spore. Yeah, that, yeah. That's... I don't know. 
I don't have time for this. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. But tomorrow there will be Cyberpunk 2077 release. You know, like a year ago, I was like so hyped. <laughs> I thought, shit, you will totally get a new uh, computer and then just set everything up and um, things. And then you will just finally use some time to play a computer game again after <clears throat> half a decade or something. And it didn't happen. And I'm not hyped anymore at all. But let's see, as soon as the first uh, play, play videos will come out, I will probably yeah yeah i I, will, I i have i have it pre-ordered but mm. so also just like just the support to the the developers because i mean yeah. i really like their work and they're like they are working like really good for the community and like mm-hmm. everything is like without without drm and everything so you can it's it's like really really good approach and Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so yeah so hopefully it i mean the the witcher was really good from them and at yeah. least especially the witcher 3 and mm-hmm. i think the that if it will be at least like witcher 3 so it i i'm i'm satisfied so yeah. i played lots of like the deus deus x mm-hmm. games yeah still like the first one the original one that was like pretty amazing it's from like 2000 something early old, yeah. yeah 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 i remember I, I i bought some some like special special 3d card i think it was like the the first nvidia or something like that to work to have like the shiny floors and everything so yeah <laughs> yeah good old times I, are you are you also into playing games or it's it's not not really. I I sometimes play games, but not uh, regularly. Yeah. I yeah. I did I... other things. Sorry. Are you, is it computer games or do you prefer whatever card games or you know Dungeons Dragons? I don't know things. Um, mostly computer games like these. I, I like these uh, point-and-click adventures in flash games oh, yeah. uh, nice. where you mm. have to escape the room or find clues or uh, yeah. and go, of course, which I now also play mostly on the computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, little puzzle games. I, I can appreciate the, the video games where you walk around and, and do things, but uh, I don't play them often. Yeah, if you would ask me, it would be the same. I, I appreciate them a lot. I really like computer games. There are so many in my life that really, you know, I think really influenced also my, my, my life over, over the time. But I don't know when uh, the last time was that I actually played a game longer than five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I played lots of like it was like the like during the high school when mm-hmm. the I mean it was like in the in the I, I don't want to say like in the beginning of computer games because it sounds sounds silly, but it was like in in early two thousand, so when the when the like the real three D graphics like appears like three D games and like so it it was pretty like. I played a lot, 
and then like go like through the high school and university played also i mean on the on the on the dormitories and everything like so mm -hmm. everyone has a has a has a bar like ha oh <laughs> everyone have a party and yeah and we we played games so we were like <laughs> introverts in in our in our in our rooms and played games but yeah that was but then obviously when when uh, my number of kids grows like the games <laughs> the, the the time for games like really like mm -hmm. it's less and less time so yeah but definitely i i i i know kind of lots of people from from game industry like from like around like in in germany and mostly in prague and the, it's it's pretty amazing industry and i think like maybe in the in the there is like also kind of good chance that this in, in this in game industry will grow even more than movies and everything so it might be also like good good way to move to like this kind of the what's the to move to this industry like from others like traveling right now huh. <laughs> it's it's more safe because i mean people will game like basically more and more and with more functional vr kits and will it will be more and more yeah it will be also more and more crazy to create a game at some point yes I mean, okay, you don't have to do the engines, right? You can use a ready-made, like um, the Unreal Engine probably does the heavy lifting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. You know, I don't think that if you uh, count in all the new technology, all the fancy new stuff that you can do in gaming nowadays, <clears throat> that that means that this is a good or an easy working place, you know? It makes it much harder, first of all, to create something that anyone wants to buy yeah you know there are companies that just disappeared like from one day to another but they were super successful right before that yeah uh, that that's unfortunately the gaming industry just let's just speak crytech right <laughs> with the crisis engine or cry cry engine that was super successful is anyone talking about crytech nowadays <laughs> i'm not <laughs> Right, but I know what you mean. I I think it's so interesting. All the not only from um, creating games and having fancy graphics, but also the technology behind it, the, the yeah. possibilities, all the things that that are behind uh, graphics engines are super interesting for me. Uh, as long as it's not too much much math, because um, my brain is at some point uh, turning off itself if it's too much math. <laughs> Yeah, but I find it super, super interesting as well. Yeah, and, the, and this this industry will like it will it join the whole other industries like like it's using like the artificial uh, artificial intelligence like AI a lot because I for example when I when I did the the website for the Kingdom Come Deliverance they mm -hmm. they using a lot the artificial intelligence to or and machine learning for their npcs so they are basically 
kind of living thing in in this game so they are like kind of like single units they they are doing <laughs> they are, they are doing what what like kind of they try to think what they are doing so it's not like in the in these old games when the npc will wait for you every, like in the in the like midnight and chopping the in the woods chopping the trees right yeah in, in the kingdom yeah. come when you come to in the midnight to 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 home to some i don't know some um sh a shopper or like shopkeeper or or whatever he he's sleeping right and if if you if you go inside and he and he wakes up he will call the the police or whatever like guards, yeah. so guards so mm -hmm. it's it's not like that's it's 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 more complicated and <laughs> i think you you can there are, there are some talks about this how when i saw how like complicated is this like ai mesh like together in this game so it's it's sometimes surprising how it's like it, that even it's, this is working you know like because <laughs> there are like so many kind of things that can mess, mess up like messed up so yeah but yeah i mean totally like you you can see in in, in here right now right that it's merging with lots of industries the gaming is like kind of kind of it's like a magnet for even even like the 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 famous actors are trying to do more gaming game stuff for example like in the in the cyberpunk like keanu reeves and more and more people like can you can have like more stars so maybe in the that seems that in the in the future it will kind of maybe join when with the movie industry it will be like a big i don't know entertainment blob immersive interactive uh, movies yes yes yeah, i'm pretty sure that's where we are going anyways at some point as soon as the technology can handle it then we have we will have probably movies that are actually like half games or you know these games that are half of a book yeah how do you call them interactive books or interactive stories yeah you know things like this just with a <clears throat> actual interactive uh, world around you and so on yeah so i think every everyone is waiting for the what 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 was in, in ready player one or something like that mm. i think probably not matrix matrix but totally. <laughs> I, would, I would put a needle in my neck to do this I would not be the first one. I'm not that stupid, but I would do it at some point. <laughs> I mean, that that's. I mean, if if you if you see what what Elon Musk is doing with his uh, what's the name of the uh, Neuralink thing. Neuralink, yeah. mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of close to what what Mat Matrix is because, I mean, for now it's just like like stupid Fitbit in your brain, but still. Yeah. Something. Yeah. In the and you don't need a cable in, in your right. <laughs> you just have that chip that is communicating wirelessly. So, yes, yeah. okay. You still need a needle to place it, of course. But... <laughs> yeah, there will probably be some operation, I guess. I don't know how it's working, but anyways. Yeah, they, uh, they will. They will. They will like replace like some like square centimeters or something like that of your skull with the chip. Oh, sounds, <laughs> nice. sounds sounds nice, mm -hmm. but it's it's it should be completely like reversible. So 
Sure, then you have a nice, nice square hole in your skull. <laughs> oh, but you can, of course, keep the piece, right? A dead pixel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a nice name for it, I think. Dead yeah. pixel, awesome. <laughs> and you are playing Go, like the actual board game. Yes, I am. Like yes, I, I like I like it because it is uh, it has these really simple rules hmm. that you can explain in five minutes, and then it's extremely hard to play, and that's that's the best of both worlds, I think. It's Easy rules English. and very challenging. Hmm. Nice, yeah. I I heard of Go like so many years ago, but I never really tried it. So I had some friends that were so into Go that really played it regularly and had their own sessions and so on in our hyperspace. But I never really joined them. So <clears throat> I found it interesting. But I also never like chess or anything. I'm not, that's just not my kind of thing. You know, I just like once I would like it and then I would find it too straining. You know, I would have so many others I, other ideas that I could just do. Hmm. Staring at the wall, breathing, <laughs> running around, stuff like this. <laughs> I also like in Go, uh, there's a really huge range between beginners and pros. Mm. It's like orders of magnitudes of skill. Mm. Um, but for most smaller differences, you can easily bridge them by placing these handicap stones on the board. So if I play against you and I'm a bit stronger than you, then I might place or we might place like three stones on the board that you get for free to so oh, have a little yeah, advantage. Perfect. And then and you start from there. To and it makes such a big difference that, that you can balance the game there. That's nice. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So and would you now, I mean, of course, now the question, would you consider yourself a pro already? Or? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Actually, I'm in, this, in the scale of things, I'm, I'm much better than a beginner, but I'm a very weak player. Mm. So, yeah. uh, so you have these these grades. Uh, this is such a Japanese system with cues and duns. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the 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 weak players they count down from uh, well, somewhere about twenty Q to uh, one Q. So one Q is strongest, and twenty Q is beginner level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on that scale, I'm somewhere close to ten Q. That's nice. Yeah, so well, it's it's for me. It's nice to play, but I'm still a very weak player. And then from there, it, it goes the other way around. So the duns count up from one to seven. Mm. Those are the amateur duns, so those are strong amateur players. And then the pros start after that. And every every grade is one stone. So if I play to against somebody with uh, seventh Q, then I will get three stones in my advantage, mm. which means I'm like. Uh, 26 stones weaker than the strongest pro, at least. How many stones are there on the board? Or Usually you don't get more than nine stains as a handicap. Hmm. Okay. So nine is a big difference, and 26 is a ginormous difference. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Are you into board games, Fiji? Anything like this? No, no, not not so many. 
I used to play chess like when I was younger, but it was like not nothing special. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I played chess against my grandfather a couple of times. I think once or twice he let me win, but otherwise, um, I, I don't think that I was ever good. Let's say. I mean, there are like lots of great board games, but I'm waiting to my kids to a little bit to grow up. <laughs> because not Your chance to not, get not the not not to eating the figures and everything like so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so we have some life. Yeah. And not being bored, of course. <laughs> we have some basics like kids sports games, but nothing, nothing special. Uh, they are not old enough un unless you can play Munchkin with them. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yes, we don't have much to talk today. That's a bit. Is it the same thing as with the visitors? Visitors today. <laughs> People are just. They they want their holidays, I guess. Yeah. So I guess we can we can wrap it up slowly and sure Un unless you have some topic suggestions or message message to the world to the <laughs> goal players to that guy with seven done uh i'm, I'm coming I, I, I would say use underscore because uh, you can really use it in nearly every application and uh, it's it saves so much uh you can you can save so much code by using a library that's, that's the point of code reuse. There is this library which already has the code that you need. Please, please use it. <laughs> it saves time for everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's all I want to say. Right. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a great message, I guess, also for me. Uh, maybe I'll write for underscore two, just as an ex another excuse. <laughs> <laughs> underscore one is great too. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chilean, for for joining us today. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for your talk, and I think have a have a nice holidays, and hopefully for us, happy New Year 2021. <laughs> Pandemic-free year 2021. Let's call it like this. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank the you. year of the cure. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Have a good evening.